Welcome to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. I'm Michael Kingswood, a retired submarine officer. I'm also a private pilot, martial artist, engineer, and a lifelong fan of science fiction and fantasy. I've written and published dozens of stories across the entire spectrum of speculative fiction. So sit back, let your mind wander through realms of adventure as I tell you a story. Hey, welcome back to Storytime with Michael Kingswood, Episode 6, and this is Scene 6 of Veritas Morte today, science fiction novella that I wrote and that Keith Mickelson did the audiobook narration for. Been going through it for the last several weeks, and moving on again today. When last we left our hero, Lucian was at his uh, father, the Emperor's bedside, as the poison that we now know was poison that took him uh, continues to wreak its havoc, and he's not getting any better. The list of suspects is pretty small. There's Lord Morrissey, the Chamberlain, and Princess Ophelia are the two people that Lucian is uh, focusing in on. Of course, you can't just take them into custody, or at least can't take her into custody, because she's an ambassador. Uh, so, geez, what to do? I guess we'll have to see what the next move is. So, oh, hopefully you've been enjoying it so far, and time for the next scene. Sit back, relax. Grab a cup of coffee or whatever, and here we go. Veritas Morte, a science fiction novella by Michael Kingswood. Narrated by Keith Mickelson. What have you discovered? Torrance Hamberley, the flagship's head of security, stood half a head shorter than Lucian. He was lean and moved in a quick, jerky manner that reminded the prince of a little bird, but he was thorough and had a keen mind, or so the emperor had said once. Lucian had never worked with him to know one way or another. Now, though, in addition to the uniform of a master chief master at arms, he wore an expression of consternation on his face. Not as much as I would like, your highness, Amberley replied in a direct, no-nonsense tone. The servant in question does not appear anywhere in the ship's alpha roster. I took his image from the Situation Room's data recorders and ran it through the database personally. He is not a member of the crew or of the Imperial staff. Lucian felt his eyes whitening, and he looked aside at Abernathy, then at Admiral Corrigan. How was this possible? Both men looked as flummoxed as Lucian felt. Abernathy merely shook his head. The Admiral's mouth hung open in surprised shock. The three sat in the Imperial briefing room along with the other general and flag officers in the Imperial entourage and Minister Emerson. Lord Morsey, of course, was noticeably absent. Hamberley gave his report from the head of the table near the briefing screen, which was dark for once. I surmise, Hamberley went on, that the perpetrator inserted himself into the database to gain access to the ship, and then deleted all records before he carried out the deed. Lucian began to speak, but the Master Chief raised a hand and answered his question before he could give it voice. I have forensic data technicians scrubbing the database now. It is highly unlikely that he could have done this without leaving some traces. My team is very good, Your Highness. If there is evidence there, they will find it. 
But you still have not found the man himself, Abernathy said. It was a statement of fact, not a question. No, Hamberley shook his head. But the captain has ordered the ship locked down. No one or nothing will depart, or be transmitted off the ship, without being cleared through my office first. He managed a confident smile. He is still here, he said with assurance, and we will find him. But it will take time. This is a big ship to search, Lucian said, trying not to let his frustration at the investigation's pace, far too slow for his liking, though in fairness less than a day had passed since the attack, show. What of Lord Morsey? He remains in our holding area. Hamberley cleared his throat, suddenly looking uncomfortable. But to this point, I can find no reason to link him to this act. And why do you insist I continue to hold him? He didn't say. He didn't need to say it. He was in Ophelia's quarters and looked almost scared when he saw me there as well. Why? Hamberley spread his hands. He won't answer specifics just that it was business of a sensitive nature and not his to share. Discretion, Abernathy said quietly, is a key trait for a man in his position, my prince. That is one thing, Hamberley replied, and to be commended. But when it impedes an investigation like this, it becomes less than helpful. Still, he went on with greater energy and in his earlier tone of assurance, I can find no evidence that he was involved. He paused for a heartbeat, then added, Aside from your suspicion, Your Highness. Lucian frowned, indecision causing him to remain silent for a long moment. It really was only circumstance that made him suspect Morsi. Hamberley was right. There was no evidence that he was involved. And yet... Of course, Abernathy said, interrupting Lucian's thoughts. You don't have evidence of anyone's involvement, save this false servant, true? Morsi is hardly unique in that sense. Hamberley gave a little nod, conceding the point. Abernathy turned his gaze fully upon Lucian, his brow furrowed. Might as well arrest the lot of us then, your highness. Be careful of your tone, Abernathy. The old man just looked at him, and after a moment Lucian looked away, abashed. You're correct, of course. He drew a breath. <sighs> Master Chief, release Lord Morsi. But I want his every movement monitored, do you understand? Hamberley came to attention, clicking his heels together and nodded. At once, Your Highness. His eyes flickered around the room for a second. If there are no other questions, I shall get back to my duties. Silence was the only response for a second as Lucian looked around. No one seemed inclined to say anything else, so he nodded. Keep us surprised, Master Chief. Hamberley nodded again, then turned and left the room, bobbing up and down slightly as he walked, just like a bird. As the door slid shut behind Hamberley, Lucian turned back to his father's, his, now that his father was incapacitated, advisors. Admiral, how go the fleet deployments? Admiral Corrigan blinked, looking surprised at the change of subject. Ah, he cleared his throat. Not yet begun, your highness. The emperor. Irritation threatened to turn into fury. I believe his orders were clear, admiral. And those orders had been given hours ago, 
How dare Corrigan not act? Lucian drew another breath to calm himself, then turned a level gaze on each man in the room in turn. Gentlemen, we are going to act in accordance with my father, with the Emperor's stated wishes. Admiral, I want the deployment order sent as soon as we adjourn from here, and I want a plan for the counterattack in Neonovos and the subsequent revised campaign for Corellis before the day is out. Admiral Corrigan opened his mouth to reply, but apparently thought better of it. He simply nodded in acquiescence. All around the room, the other commanders glanced at each other, and Lucian could see their thought processes shifting. Did they all think he was a coward? To fall back where his father refused to? After that, begin planning for Capistra. Eyes widened all around the room. Abernathy cleared his throat. Your Highness, we discussed this. There is no— Yes, yes. We have no proof of Ophelia's involvement and thus no causes belly to press. Nevertheless, I do not believe for a heartbeat she was not involved. And if she was, her father certainly gave the order. Evidence will come, and when it does, I want us ready to act. Again, silence was the only reply. Lucien could see most did not agree with his assessment or with his desired course of action. But agreement was not a prerequisite for obedience. That is all, gentlemen. The men stood and began filing out of the room, Admiral Corrigan in the lead. He had a suddenly harried look about him, and no wonder. In fairness, Lucian considered that he had just given the Admiral an immense tasking, with a very short deadline. But that's why the man had such a large staff, and why his salary— to say nothing of the lands the Emperor had granted him over the years for his service, drew such a bite from the Imperial budget. Abernathy followed the military men out. For a moment, he looked as though he were going to linger, but he merely squared his shoulders and left briskly, Minister Emerson in tow. The diplomat paused at the doorway, seemingly torn for a second. Then he turned back around to face Lucian and allowed the door to slide shut behind himself. He looked beyond troubled. If Lucian didn't know better, he would say Emerson was nearly in a panic. Your Highness, I'm not sure this course is wise. The deployments your father ordered are what he ordered. Emerson gave a quick shake of his head. Issued in the heat of the moment, before he had time to think them through. Admiral Corrigan's objections had merit. If your father had the time to consider them, he would certainly have veered from his first instincts. He was always one to temper his impulses with facts and realities. Was? The word sparked Lucian's ire all over again. He is. Emerson inclined his head, conceding the point. I implore you to reconsider, Your Highness. This sort of action could— Enough! I will hear no more of this, Minister Emerson. He sighed in resignation, but if anything, the harried look on his face became deeper. Was there something else? I hesitate to bring it up in light of your opinion of her, your highness, but what? Princess Ophelia has expressed chagrin at the restrictions on her movements, and has asked to see you at your earliest convenience. Lucian snorted. She cannot object to our concern for her safety. Tell her, if I may, your highness— it is not the restrictions themselves, but the manner in which they were put in place. 
Guards merely appeared from one moment to the next with little explanation given. Well, that would be your job. Emerson nodded. I smoothed it over the best I could, but nonetheless she desires to meet with you. He paused, then added, She was quite insistent about it. I'll bet she was. I have no interest in seeing her. Whatever your suspicions, your highness, she remains an official envoy. If you... Abernathy's argument all over again, and all the more annoying for how correct it remained. Lucian threw his hands up. Fine, fine. I'll receive her after lunch in my father's dining room. Emerson smiled then, with relief? Or perhaps it was just pleasure at finally getting something of his way. As you say, your highness, I will pass the word to her. He turned and swept from the room, and Lucian found his stomach tightening up anxiously. He both wanted to see Ophelia again and detested the entire thought of it, and much as he tried to, he could not get the former feeling to go away. Okay, so the drumbeats of war are getting a little louder. Uh, it's like Lucian is not taking this lying down. Uh, continuing on the way his father wanted, even though the Admiral had a good point. They just got their butt kicked. Maybe they should pull back and re regroup. But uh, no, pushing forward, baby. And furthermore, oh yeah, you Capistrani guys, I'm coming for you too. As soon as I have proof, which, oh, well, that's going to be a hard time for everybody, I think. So, yeah, Lucien's kind of kind of doing the angry thing right now, and We'll see how that works as he goes in to see the princess again. Um, they butted heads the first time. Should be interesting. But that will be for the next episode for now. We're done uh, with this one. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, uh, go by the website say hi. <laughs> you know, if you really enjoyed it, go by Patreon leave monthly bucks. Or, even better, buy the book. And buy all the books. They're at Amazon. Uh, there's the ebook still. Prints is everywhere and audiobook is everywhere. And share with all your friends. That's all I got. Thanks. Catch you next time. That'll do it for this episode of Storytime with Michael Kingswood. Come by my website, michaelkingswood.com, for information about my work. There you can sign up for a newsletter where I tell about new releases and special promotions. Guaranteed to be spam free. Or just drop me an email at michael at michaelkingswood.com and I look forward to hearing from you. If you really like my stuff and feel like giving me a buck, drop by Patreon and sign up to be a patron. As always, if you like today's story, be sure to leave a review on your favorite online bookstore and share this podcast with all your friends. This production is copyrighted Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music copyright Jean Paul Zogby, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved.